Thank you. I haven't met you before. I'm Pastor Ken. Nice to meet you. Derek? Victor. Victor, nice to meet you. Thanks, Liz. Well, good morning. Am I on? Yeah? Yeah, okay. Well, peace be with you. We have uh, a sheet full of announcements here, and I'll let you go through that. Um, I'd like to highlight the ladies' advent afternoon um, and the grief and loss of support group on Tuesdays. Homemade tamales, get them, get your orders in because um, the delivery is the 22nd and the last day to order is the 20th. And there's also uh, down here uh, the Living Art Experience, the 33rd annual season of the pageant of our Lord. And so if that is something you'd like to do, I know that uh, Eldred is, is heading that up. Right, Eldred? Yes, she is. You're you just got volunteered. You're in. <laughs> uh, poor Eldred. <laughs> and uh, then the, the, you can read the rest of these on your own. Um, yes, ma'am. Yeah. Uh-huh. On um, Thursday the 14th, uh, the Naughty Knitters are going to be going out to lunch. It's always a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to be going locally, and all the ladies are invited to join us as well. Okay. So meet here at 11:30, and then we'll then it's a carpool over to uh, Cafe and Tay. Okay. Okay. Are you in charge of Eldred? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody is. Uh, uh, we want to see pictures. <laughs> okay. Very good. And Ed. Yep, we Advent service coming up this Wednesday. We're gonna, I was going to talk about that a little bit in the sermon as well. Um, Ed and Sharon put on quite the dog there. I mean, it, it's a spread, and it's, it's uh, very, very nice. If you'd like to bring something as well, I'm sure that we would welcome that. And um, last but not least, before we get going, I received a bit of just wonderful news this morning just in my office Randy was traveling in Texas, and he got to go and spend about three hours' time with Phil and Hedrico. And they're doing great. They went out to dinner, saw the new house, and Randy has a picture. And so see Randy afterwards. Uh, but uh, boy, I would have liked to have been tagging along with that. But Phil looks great. Uh, after his heart attack, I don't know if everyone knew that, but he did have a heart attack when he moved out there. Uh, and uh, Randy says that it looks like he's dropped about 20 pounds, so that's pretty good, right? So yay, Phil and Hedrico. They're enjoying uh, their, their time uh, in Texas, close to family, and uh, I, I know that he, we miss him and he misses us. That's what the word came by, but he sends his love and his prayers. Ken. Wonderful. And it, I love how this is, this is, you know, uh, many hands make quick work, right? And um, have you picked up uh, a copy of this yet? This is the uh, Chad Bird devotional. If you don't have one, there's some more out on the table out there. It's excellent. 
Excellent, excellent. So I encourage you to, to grab that, help you keep in the word, help you be ready because someone's coming to town and it ain't that fat jolly guy. He's already here, but it's somebody else, right? Da -dum right, come on, we need that. Well, why don't we stand and our opening uh, hymn uh, in lighting of the candle. Oh, I did receive from Scotty and, and uh, Kitty Young that they were not going to be able to uh, come today. So uh, Pastor Ken's going to light the Advent candles. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open and all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us confess our sins to God our Father, most merciful God. 
We confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his son to die for you. And for his sake, he forgives you all of your sins. And as your called and ordained servant of Christ, and only by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now I'm going to call an audible right now. You've just had your sins forgiven by God the Father. And by his authority, I declare to you all of your sins are forgiven. There's another part to this. And it goes back to the very early church. And that is the sharing of the peace. It is at this time that we are called to reconcile with each other, to unite with each other, to say hello to each other. It's called the holy howdy. (laughs) Well, actually, uh, some people call it that. But it's a time to share the love, to greet someone you haven't seen in a while. So why don't we share the peace right now?
Okay. Now, just so you know, way back when, it was, it was called, and this was Paul writing to the Corinthians because those guys were a little bit, you know, rowdy. And he, he, it, it was the kiss of peace. So, <laughs> will you please stand? Boy, I shook him up, didn't I? That's great. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth. Lord God, heavenly King, almighty God, The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Stir up our hearts, O Lord, to make ready the way of your only begotten Son, that by his coming we may be enabled to serve you with pure minds through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, 
now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning. The first reading this morning is Isaiah chapter 40, verses 1 through 11. You can find it in the Pew Bible on page 1119. Some historic, historical perspective here. Babylon has just come in and wreaked havoc throughout Israel, taken most of the Israelis uh, prisoner, taking them back to Babylon as slaves. And so the prophet is offering some words of hope and encouragement, which are particularly appropriate this Advent season. Isaiah 40, verses 1 through 11. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice of one calling, in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level, the rugged places a plain, and the glory of the Lord will be revealed. And all people will see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, cry out. And I said, what shall I cry? All people are like grass, and all their faithfulness is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers, and the flowers fall, because the breath of the Lord blows on them. Surely the people are grass, the grass withers, and the flowers fall, but the word of the Lord endures forever. You who bring good news to Zion, go up on a high mountain. You who bring good news to Jerusalem, lift up your voice with a shout. Lift it up. Do not be afraid. Say to the towns of Judah, here is your God. See, the sovereign Lord comes with power, and he rules with a mighty arm. See, his reward is with him, and his recompense accompanies him. He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those who have young. We will read Psalm 85 responsively. You can find it on page six of the bulletin. Psalm 85. You, Lord, showed favor to your land. You restored the fortunes of Jacob. You forgave the iniquity of your people and covered all their sins. You set aside all your wrath and turned from your fierce anger. Restore us again, God our Savior, and put away your displeasure toward us. Will you be angry with us forever? Will you prolong your anger through all generations? Will you not revive us again that your people may rejoice in you? Show us your unfailing love, Lord, and grant us your salvation. I will listen to what the Lord God says. He promises peace to his people, his faithful servants, but let them not turn to folly. 
Surely his salvation is near those who fear him, that his glory may dwell in our land. Love and faithfulness meet together. Righteousness and peace kiss one another. Faithfulness springs forth from the earth, and righteousness looks down from heaven. The Lord indeed give what is good, and our land will yield its harvest. Righteousness goes before him and prepares the way for his steps. The next reading is from 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 8 through 14. And you can find it in, on page 1896. 2 Peter 3, 8-14. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire, and the earth and everything in it will be laid bare. Since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you, ought you to be? You ought to live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of God and speed its coming. That day will bring about the destruction of the heavens by fire, and the elements will melt in the heat. But in keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth, the home of righteousness. So then, dear friends, since you are looking forward to this, make every effort to be found spotless, blameless, and at peace with him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The third reading, hey, uh, Gary, I found your... The Holy Gospel according to Mark, the first chapter, verses 1 through 8. And they can be found on your pew Bible on page 1551. Glory to you, O Lord. Our gospel this morning does come from St. Mark. It is chapter 1, verses 1 through 8, page 1551 in the pew Bible. The beginning of the good news about Jesus the Messiah, the Son of God, as it is written in Isaiah the prophet. I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight paths for him. And so, John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him. Confessing their sins, they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. John wore clothing 
made of camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. And this was his message. After me comes the one more powerful than I, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptize, I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Please pray with me. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Anyone feeling a little blue this Christmas? A little blue? I mean, we got blue. You know? A lot of times we associate blue with being, you know. I admitted uh, to the group the other day um, that, and this is a terrible thing for a pastor to say, but I don't really look forward to Christmas. I don't. Love the message. Love the reason for the season. But the frenetic pace, the cacophony of voices and black Thursdays and when are you going to put the Christmas lights up? I mean to tell you, it's... Oh, do I? Yeah, somebody else hear that? Yeah. I mean, after a while, that gets, it's like, oh, ho-hum another Christmas. But we celebrate the church year in the calendar year of the church with blue. And blue is not blue by you. Blue is hope. And what do we have to hope for? We have the hope of God coming down in the form of a little baby to rescue the world. Let me ask you this. Where is your hope. Think about it. Where's your hope? Ah. <laughs> uh, I'm hopeful with her. She is beautiful and look at her. Okay. <laughs> is, is your hope in the laws that we pass? Seems like a lot of people have hope or the complete abandonment of hope by laws that are being proposed and passed? Is your hope in, in the money that we earn or save? Is your hope in the goodness of man? Where's your hope? For the Christian, our hope comes in the form of a baby. For the Christian, it comes in the form of Jesus, who lived, who died, who lives again and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He came in tender and mild and sweet like a lamb. He's coming back like a lion. Which speaks, are you prepared? Are you looking forward to this? How are you preparing 
the way of the Lord, and I'm going to, you know, cover your ears if you can't handle it, but do you remember, was it, was it God's spell <clears throat> where John the Baptist came and he sang, prepare ye the way of the Lord, right? I was really rocking. It's like, yeah, right? Not just now, but in the movie, right? Pretty catchy tune, but there's a message there, like a voice crying out in the wilderness. It's like, Somebody told us it was going to happen before it did. Thank you, Gary. You, you, you read that scripture. Isaiah was going, <clears throat> spoiler alert. There's ones coming. Are you prepared? I'm not talking about the lights on the Christmas tree, or I'm not talking about the fixings that go on the table and where you sit, everybody. Are you prepared for inevitable tension that seems to come when families get together at Christmas time? Are you prepared for that weird uncle that, uh, I am him, by the way. Uh, are, you, are you prepared? I'm not talking about the cards. Are you ready for the king? Let me tell you another story. My mother, uh, what a nice lady, and I've said this a lot of times about both my parents. You would have really loved them, and they would have really loved you. My mother kept an immaculate house. There were rooms that my brother and I did not go in, right? It's the living room, right? You probably had one of those, too. I mean, you didn't go in there. And uh, when company would come over, my mother would charge my father and my brother and I to clean house. I'm like, what are you doing? It's already clean. Oh, no. No, no, no. And this is just for company. I mean, I think I might have told you this before. Back, way back in the day, everyone had ficus trees and um, what were some of the other, these, these kind of palm things that came out and they had this, the uh, wandering Jew, and they, I mean, they did, it was called that, and then they had spider plants, and so, you know, and, and back in the 70s, we were a little weird back then, I mean, we're weirder now, but we, you talk to your plants, anyone remember that, you know, you talk to your plants, and they had this thing you stuck in the dirt, and it would, supposedly the plant was talking back to you, and it's going, chirp, 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 which was really a moisture meter and all that. Well, one of the things that I uh, got tasked with was taking a squirt bottle, which I did like, but it was supposed to be on mist, of course I was, you know, shooting it, and wiping down the leaves, because they got dusty. And I talked to those plants, I go, you stupid plant, I don't know. <laughs> that was just to prepare for family coming over, for guests. Can you imagine what that house would have been like? Oh Lord, have mercy, if it had been the king? Are you preparing the way? Are you, my brothers and sisters, ready for the king? A little bit ago I said, oh, ho-hum, another Christmas. And as Christians, we can get in that ho-hum, God, another Easter. I mean, how many times we got to hear about the rock rolling out, right? I get it. We can get in that rut where we lose the excitement, we lose the anticipation of Advent, Jesus coming. We lose it because, well, we did it before. 
go, Pastor Ken, we sang the first Noel already last year and probably the year before that. I know. But at one time, there was a first Noel, right? And Jesus said, come to the kingdom like a little child. Not childlike, not child or childish. Child eye. What did, what did children look like? Well, I'm so grateful that Ella is here. She's like a child. And she's going to more and more get so excited about things. And we're going to go, wow, I'd forgotten about that. that yeah. We need those little reminders. And boy, I'm looking forward to being a grandpa. Not too soon. But I'm going to like doing that. Because I want to look through my children's children's eyes. Until then, I get to do it through your children's children's eyes. And I'm grateful for that. Are you prepared for the king to come? You remember a couple of weeks ago we were talking about um, don't be asleep. Wake up. Right? Not just during my sermon, but wake up. Are you, are you ready? The king is coming. Are, are, are you like the, uh, the brides that were wise is your lamp full you got a little pot of oil ready just in case he delays remember gary red he's not late in terms of what we think is late he's right on time are you ready it's like geez <laughs> pastor ken you're kind of pointing your finger at us right here you know what's going on well i'm asking you are you ready i need to know i need to know i'm your pastor You belong to me, according to what the Father says. He gave you to me. He gave me to you. I got to know. Are you ready? Well, are you? Yes. Okay. Good. Well, we'll see you next Sunday. <laughs> well, I hope you're not sleeping. I hope you are prepared, as Gary also read, you who bring good news. You've got the good news. You've got the deposit of the Holy Spirit right here. Are you prepared to give every man and woman an answer for where your hope is? Where's your hope? Are you in small groups? I was talking to some people this week, and... and um, they're in groups once a month, you know, that they get together and they break bread and it's informal and they read scripture and they get a chance to really connect, unite. I think it's wonderful. I think everyone should do that. Are you in a Bible study? Are you in a men's Bible study every Saturday morning, 8 o'clock? It's good. Iron sharpening iron. Men exhorting each other, encouraging each other, praying for each other. That's powerful, man. We're not made to go alone to be the Lone Ranger. Now, we aren't holding hands and singing little songs and giving little hugs or anything like that. It's totally manly, isn't it, Ken? Ken? Ed? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Manly. You know. 
No, it's, it's a good time, and, and, and we uh, have been blessed by a series of really great writers that get us in the Bible, and I've noticed in the, I guess it's a year and a half, two years now that we've been doing this, that these guys are getting fast, finding the books of the Bible. In the left side of the book and the right side of the book, they're ready. Have you been coming to Advent Wednesdays? You know, we have them at 7 p.m. Convenient. Right after that is uh, choir practice. Come on down. And if that's not enough, we don't have waso or this time, but we have uh, cider and we have hot chocolate and we have cookies and we have lovely pastries and great conversation afterwards. Come. Come so that you're ready. Don't fall into the ho-hum of Christmas. Please don't fall into the ho-hum of Easter. No. Come with the eyes of a child. Try to forget what you remember. I know I can't do that, but try to forget what you've been told and what you've gone through. Look at it this season with new eyes. Look at it as a child who Christ came down, God sent his son, that we would come to him and cry out, Abba! Translated as, as dad or daddy. That's his relationship that he wants with you. Be ready for the king. The king meets us where we're at. The king takes our lives and we don't have to clean up our lives before we can go to him, do we? No. We don't have to clean up our house before he comes to us either. He doesn't care. He's got a new mansion for you. I'll bet it's pretty clean. It's perfect. God the Father, Abba, stoops down. Stoops down. The creator of heaven and earth stoops down and grabs you and washed you and called you his own. The king's coming. Are you ready? God the Father comes to us. Jesus Christ is here right now and is here in these elements combined with the word and your faith, which is a gift that no man may brag. He's here. Are you ready? I think you are. And so now what, Pastor Ken? Well, he's created a good work in you. Not your works. He's created a good work in you. So go out and prepare ye the way of the Lord. Go out in your journey, and as you journey, you see people along the side. Invite them. Invite them to know the hope that you cling to. Not GI hope, but assurance. It's not GI hope, it's I'm assured. Which promises does God keep? Every single one of them, you betcha, you're ready. In the name of Jesus, amen.
Thank you, Victor. Thank you, Liz. Will you please stand and let us confess our faith to the words of the Nicene Creed, which is found on page three of your bulletin. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in, a, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshiped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Please open your hearts and minds and pray with me to God, who is in this place at this moment. Dear Lord, almighty God, eternal and loving King of all that is, that was, and will ever be, we gather this morning as your faithful servants in complete humility and awe, humble because we're allowed to speak directly to the creator of the universe, and awed by the fact that you listen to each of us every moment. Father, we love and fear you at the same time. We're sorry for the things we do that make you angry with us, and there are many, constantly. But we adore you for not casting us aside, but loving us in spite of our failures. You already know, Lord, what we need and what we worry about all the time and the sin and evil surrounding us, most of which we cause or tolerate. We're drowning in the pit of our own transgressions, and the further we sink into this pit, the more we seem to dig, and the darker it becomes. We don't know how to get out or how to stop digging. We praise and thank you, Almighty God, for not leaving us as you promised you would not. We thank your Holy Spirit for reminding us, when we listen, that you are within us, even when we seem totally lost. Please help us out of the pit we created. Help us be kind to one another instead of constantly criticizing and harming each other. If all this calamity in the world around us is a test, you know we're failing miserably. We pray that you would fix everything we've broken and help us avoid breaking anything else. Like your chosen people, the Israelites of the past, whom you disciplined repeatedly, we are also a stiff-necked people who can't follow directions very well. 
even when you have them written down for us. Please be gentle with your discipline and put us back on the right path. Father, we take much for granted and fail to see that in our worst times, we have far more to be thankful for than the vast majority of nations and peoples around the world. And too often in too many places we forget or even deny who to thank. We're just generally thankful, more or less, because after all, we think we're so wonderful, we deserve all the good things we have. Well, we certainly aren't. And we give our thanks to you, Lord, for all that we have, and especially for the greatest of all blessings, your Son, our Savior, who brings eternal life. Your everlasting gift makes our daily problems and concerns, which can be most terrible at times, only temporary. We also give thanks for our lives in the United States of America. We are one nation under you, Lord, and we pray we never lose sight of this, although these days our vision is pretty bad. You are the strength of our country, and without you we will surely fall, as did Babylon, Rome, and other nation-states who decided they didn't need you. For the sake of your faithful, please help us and our government leaders avoid this foolishness. We give you thanks, Lord, for the gift of generous people among us whose actions reflect the gracious nature of Jesus. We thank you for those who place service to others above self-interest. We thank you for those that risk their lives and perhaps lose their lives for the sake of others. We especially pray for the firefighters, police, military, and paramedics fighting terrible fires in Southern California. We also pray for the families who lost their homes and possessions knowing how tragic and overwhelming such loss can be, but also thankful for lives that were saved. Please continue to protect those who face the danger head on to protect the rest of us. We pray for our government leaders. We pray for wisdom and the fortitude to do what is right by your requirements and desires and not what our sinful nature wants us to do. We pray for world leaders, including the current leader of North Korea, Father, lead us all towards peaceful interaction. We pray that by your hand alone, Lord, those egotistical leaders who foolishly threaten world destruction would find it visited upon themselves. Thank you, Father, for exposing to the light the sins and arrogance of politicians, media personalities, and entertainment celebrities who have been pompous and critical of everyone else, recklessly holding themselves in highest regard above the rest. Thank you for the lessons of why we should not judge others and why we should mind our own business. Please, Holy Spirit, keep our hearts and minds humble and focused on Jesus and not the temptations of the world. And please guide us to protect our children from the hate-filled messages on social media that can be soul-crushing. We pray for armor against such evil. Lord, we give thanks for our pastor and our congregation of believers Please guide us into the future, add to our number, and keep our family together. Lord, in the coming weeks, as we begin to look forward to the celebration of Jesus' birth as man, we pray for peaceful hearts and minds, that we rise above the cacophony and strains of the holiday season and focus clearly and exclusively on your divine and eternal gift to us. Finally, Lord, as we pray your healing touch on those who are ill, despondent, or lonely, and for those who bring comfort and aid to those in distress. We ask that your Holy Spirit strengthen their faith 
or where absent, bring them to faith in Jesus' saving grace and give them all peaceful hearts. Into your hands, Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. At this time, we'll take the collect, and you may be seated. Will you please stand? Please pray with me. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, maker of all things. Through your goodness you have blessed us with these gifts. With them we offer ourselves to your service and dedicate our lives to the care and redemption of all that you have made. For the sake of him who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, almighty and ever-living God, you comforted your people with the promise of the Redeemer, through whom you will also make all things new in the day when he comes again to judge the world in righteousness. And so, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn, Holy, holy, holy Lord, Lord God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Hosanna in the highest. 
Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took the bread and he gave thanks and he broke it, giving it to his disciples saying, take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And again, after supper, Jesus took the cup and he gave thanks. And then he gave it to his disciples saying, take and drink. This is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For we know that as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, that we proclaim Christ's death, his resurrection, and his beautiful coming again. Let us now pray the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Jesus comes to us in this meal. This meal is for all who profess, confess, proclaim that Christ is the Son of God and their Savior. If that is your confession, then come. The table is prepared. You may be seated and the ushers will...
Will you please stand? I uh, was just thinking, <laughs> which isn't going to get me far, but um, what can chase my blues away? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. I don't think that's how it went, but are you blue this season? I hope it's this blue, the hope, the assurance, the promise that he keeps. And now the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and grant you his perfect peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Our closing song is Because He Lives. I can face tomorrow.